When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. President Williamson has announced a new cabinet position, the Secretary of Peace. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. I am nakedly and unashamedly promoting the candidacy of Marianne Williamson because I don't want her to go away. Okay. I want her on the debate stage. It's just because it's so dreary. I mean, it's so, so tedious. Well, she's got till the 28th to get 2%. She's the chocolate chips in my cookie. Mm. Is that, is she lacking the percentage? I that's think her, that's her, what's her holding hurdle? her back. Yeah, I think she her donor numbers are fine. I think it's the polling that, right, that's right. hurting her. She uh, has unveiled her plan for a Department of Peace. It would be overseen by the Secretary of Peace. It would include a peace academy modeled after the military service academies. She also wants to focus on a healing-oriented approach in criminal justice reform. You know, it's funny. I was talking to uh, a person who's in charge of discipline at a school the other day, and they were telling me about how a lot of the new enlightened stuff, it just does not work. It ignores how human beings actually behave. And I'm not saying that... That'd be my experience from observing schools and yeah. the, uh, the modern era. It, it works in your college social class. It does not work with human beings. Um, and it's really frustrating. And you know, and he also talks about how some of the kids come to school so damaged and messed up and angry and the rest of it. Man, it's hard. But anyway, uh, so I don't. I, I like the healing oriented approaches as far as they are effective. But you can't hang your hat on that and say we're we're not going to punish people anymore. We're going to help them learn. Well, you've never dealt with human beings, apparently. Among her other ideas, she wants to study how elements of our food supply affect behavior. That's interesting, but I think that's already happening. Um, let's see. And she has no idea what the uh, Department of Peace would cost, but uh, it would pay for itself in the peace dividend. We already have a peace corps. Is that not good enough? She said she's going to defeat Donald Trump with love. She's a loon. <laughs> is her problem. Counterpoint. <clears throat> Right now, our national security agenda could be likened to someone who doesn't take care of their diet, doesn't take much care of exercise, doesn't take much care of lifestyle in terms of health, and just waits for when the inevitable sickness arises and hopes that a doctor can eradicate... All right, we get the metaphor. Or suppress the symptoms of their sickness. (laughs) Expertise in peace building is just as sophisticated and as important an exercise as military action. Have you ever heard of the State Department? That's what they do. That's what they do all the time. You're not bird. She's not. Uh, she's a zero percent candidate who's on there because uh, people saw her on Oprah. That's yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, but she's the chocolate chip and the cookie of the debates. Mm. I love her so much, sister. If you're listening or whatever it was, girlfriend, <laughs> girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. So I mentioned during the fabulous Armstrong and Getty show that it's the sixty year anniversary of maybe my favorite album of all time. And I hesitate to bring this up because I, uh, I, it, 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 it is so important to my, 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 my mind, my soul, that I feel like it cheapens it to even mention it. I've talked about it many times over the years. but Yes. Well, and just to make everybody who spends a lot of time online comfortable, 
as soon as you tell us what it is, I'll say that album sucks. Right. Okay. Worst album ever. Because so if you have somebody yeah. expressing yeah. a great love for something really needs to hear your contrary opinion. Well, I'm only saying it to you if you've never listened to it to give it a listen. <clears throat> the first album the Monkees did. So good. Oh, and innovative. <laughs> and innovative. <laughs> No, it's the 60th year yeah. anniversary of Kind of Blue, the greatest selling jazz album of all time. And if you're a jazz fan, I know you roll your eyes and throw up in your mouth when I say that. Because it's like somebody saying Stairway Swallow to... It, choke it down. It's like somebody saying Stairway to Heaven's their favorite Led Zeppelin song, and right. you're a Zeppelin fan or Trey something Trey like Obbs. Exactly. It's the greatest selling jazz album of all time. What was it called? Kind of Blue. Kind of and blue. yeah, it's for people who haven't heard of it. And all I right. didn't get into it. Well, this is one of the reasons I know it's important. So I started reading, when I came across the fact that it was uh, released 60 years ago, this week in 1959, I just got this rush of feeling that you get when you when you start thinking about some of your favorite art, right? Which is very rare. I mean, there's a lot of music I like, or paintings I like, or movies I like, but there's just a few out there that are just like, you know, really mean something to you. Yeah. Very few. Right. Most art is over, most art is just entertainment. It's not art. Right. It's just entertainment. And that's fine. Which is fine. Absolutely yeah. perfectly fine. But it's not at the level of art like it actually has, you know, some emotional imprint on you that's very deep and whatever. Right. So anyway, the 60-year-old album, I was reading a little bit from this book that was written about it. And the guy who wrote the book said he can remember the first time he heard it. And he said, there aren't many albums like that. And I thought, I can remember the first time I heard it. Easily remember wow. the first time. I, I was on my birthday. I bought it in Santa Cruz, California, at a, a music store. I thought, you know, I should get into jazz. And I asked somebody what jazz album I should give. You don't know, just buy Kind of Blue because it's the greatest selling jazz album of all time. Yeah. Uh -huh. Miles Davis, Bill Evans, John Coltrane, and some other people wow. that aren't as famous. And they got together for a cup of coffee this one time. They did a couple of takes because he was paying them scale. They got $58 for the recording session. Wow. And uh, they went into the, the room and they, they didn't have anything sketched out. They improv the whole thing. They did each each song twice. It's four song, five songs on an album. But anyway. The, the just, artist on the best-selling jazz album of all time got 58 bucks yeah, to My, do it? Miles Davis got royalty, so I think he did gotcha. pretty well because it sold 7 million copies or yeah. something. But... but it as the author of the book about it said, it gets into your into your skin. It gets into your brain. You can't stop thinking about it. It creates a mood that you can never shake. Wow! And when I turned on just the first two notes of it, it's just like whoa! It just takes me over. You know, and I don't have any other experiences like that. I'm ashamed to say this. I've never listened to the whole thing. You know why? Because that album sucks. Because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing about that kind of music, or you know, art, any kind of art. It's not something you can throw on, and it's like you get to the hook and you're tapping your foot. It's not like that, right? At all. Yeah, you got to be patient and stuff like that. But I'm just—I'm mostly bringing it up because I'm amazed that stuff like that exists for me. I don't have many experiences like that. I'm not a person that goes to art galleries and you know rolls around in music and stuff like that. Which is just, just this one is just oh my god. I was listening to it last night in bed while I was reading the biography, just thinking this is amazing. I don't know what that goes on there. I don't know if anybody really knows what goes on there when it when it actually reaches the level of art and like affects you in that way. I bet neuroscience will nail down the the physical part of it at some point. They'll they'll show you what part of your brain lights up and how much. You listen to this, that, you read that, you watch that, and it's nice, it's nice and nice. Then all of a sudden Kurt Bluey. And then it's like we were talking about falling in love with somebody. Yeah. And then from the artist's end of it. I guarantee you those five guys don't know why that album is the greatest selling jazz album of all time. I mean, they, they played other times and they all did their own albums and 
Right. You know, they're some of them are fairly famous, but nothing like that. There's and I'm something... sure they came out of it thinking that went pretty well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to know that. I haven't read the book. I don't know if they walked out of it thinking, wow, that was magical, or just, well, okay, I made another 58 bucks. Now what do I got to go to the club and play tonight? I have no idea. Right. Um. Yeah, well, you've mentioned that uh, the guys in uh, Leonard Skinner, they were asked, when you recorded Sweet Home Alabama, did you think it was going to be a big song? They said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, they're in the middle of it, it going to be gigantic. this is going to make, our, right. this is going to change our lives. Yeah. But there, <laughs> there are other stories of bands like the, the giant smash hit that everybody associates with them. They almost didn't put on the album because they weren't sure it was a strong enough song. Right. Or, I, you know, I can picture... Which would kind of disappoint you, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that make you doubt your own... Something? No, it just makes you think your fans are idiots. <laughs> right. It increases your contempt I, I, for your audience. I thought my fans were better than that. Damn it. No, I, no, no. I, um, I'm, you know, and listen, I'm a small timer, but I'm continually surprised at what people's favorite songs are from the Dead Flowers. Um, even friends of mine who I think I know their taste in music, I'm, I'm always surprised. Um, I'm picturing like Led Zeppelin, speaking of a Stairway to Heaven. I wonder if at some point they're sitting around the studio, you know, the album's about done, and one of the guys says, hey, Jimmy, what's that finger-picky thing you do? The one where uh, you said flute noises would sound good. <laughs> you want to try that one? Flute noises. <laughs> <laughs> the infamous Mellotron, a, uh, a keyboard of the early 70s. Um, yeah, I, w- I wonder or if they knew this is a monster. Or if they said, hey, what's that uh, song we used to rip off from that other band that's probably going to sue us in 40 years? Well, their estate will. We ought to try that one. Well, did my, they know? It's, it's my recommendation, and it's certainly not a brilliant insight as it is, you know, all the critics have been hailing it for 60 years now. Well. But, um, uh, you know, get a glass of wine, or if you smoke dope or whatever, put it on. Give yourself the full 45 minutes to take it in. Mm-hmm. So I, I noticed there, distractions. there were a couple of versions of it. So the, the five song, 45 yeah, the, minutes. The original versions the of this, okay. yeah, because they got the other outtakes and stuff. Like, but what's, what's the point? Yeah, there's okay. one here that's a legacy edition. It's yeah, got yeah, so you know many tracks. Yeah. Right. You don't think so? No, no, definitely not. Why do you want the multiple tracks of the greatest selling album of all time? I don't. Oh, just as curiosity as a musician. Now, when you're taking it in as your first, well, oh, eventually oh, when oh, you oh, get there. Oh, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. you're just taking in the art, taking the album as it is, because I've done that before with albums, and it's like, it no. just gets too mucked up with right. all the other no. crap. Yeah. Right. Eventually, it's cool to see, oh, you almost did it this way. Or, right. You blah, blah, yeah. blah. No, I, I totally hear you. Yeah, five songs, 45 minutes. And uh, they, they they sketched out like, okay, this song's going to be two chords. We're going to go back and forth between C minor and A minor. That's all I'm telling you. Start. And that's that's the two, way wow. to do it. Four. Man. Yeah, I've heard bands do that, and it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. they're not Miles Davis, John Coltrane, and Bill Evans. No, they are not. Just no, freaking, just talking about not. it gives me a feeling. Wow. I don't. I, I need to delve into this more because art doesn't affect me like this. Mm. But that one does. I don't know who you'd ask—a neuroscientist, a philosopher, a, an artist. I mean, I realize some of you get that way over for every Dave Matthews album or whatever, and good <laughs> for you. That's fantastic. I'm not criticizing that. It's just. Every Taylor Swift song. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> now you're getting hurtful. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Anyway. Miley Cyrus. Weren't you going to put a filter in your news feed? So- yes. I want a filter on my phone that keeps me from seeing any Miley Cyrus news. I need a filter on my cigarette. That's we- what Miley says. <laughs> yeah. 
hilarious. We need I'll to, come to you in your dreams. I'll need, find a way. Need a filter on my phone for a lot of different celebrities that is Joe's standard for everything. Unless you shoot the president or cure cancer. <laughs> I don't want that story to reach me. The fact that you got a divorce or a new tattoo. Or, or went brawless in Manhattan. <laughs> You can't ignore me, Jack. I'm everywhere. (laughs) You need me. If you like Kind of Blue, make sure you check out Rhythm and Youth by Men Without Hats. (laughs) Well, I guess that's it. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the metro. No mask, no metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part.